Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio today. My name is Kevin Peerage and I'll be your host. An effective youth ministry is one that encourages, equips, and leads students to fall in love with Christ. We have with us today Tim Hensick. He is the student pastor at First Baptist Church, Manchester, Tennessee. Tim, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me on. Well, Tim, I appreciate you taking the time and to be able to, to come in and just share a little bit about you. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Uh, well, I'm married, and and uh, my wife and I will celebrate our, our 15th anniversary later this month, actually. And, and we uh, both worked at a, a Christian sports camp called Canacuck and worked there and met there. And then I have three beautiful kids. And so I've got an 11-year-old daughter named Chloe. I've got an 8-year-old son named Judson and a 4-year-old son named Brody. And we love, love uh, doing things together as a family and and just hanging out. And so, yeah, been been in Tennessee now, I guess, uh, or I've lived in Tennessee now a little over uh, 12 years. So, oh, great. And you're originally from? I'm originally from the state of Illinois. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and my wife Shonda is from Tennessee, so we met in Missouri at, at Canacook. Yeah. So. Well, it's always good to meet your spouse at camp. That's where I met my spouse. That's so. right. It's, <laughs> it's a great place. It is. It is. Well, and now you, uh, what kind of hobbies do you have? Uh, we love to do about anything outdoors. We love to go camping. We love to ride bikes, go hiking. We love to do, you know, adventure things. Um, anything in the water we love to do. I love to build anything where I can be using my hands and be outside and be active. Uh, love, you know, love to play, do sports things. We love to play with our kids. So, so that, that, those are the kind of things we like to do. Yeah. So. Well, and you're a great place to be out in the outdoors. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right here at Carson Springs. So we're, we're here enjoying the outdoors this week. It's awesome. Well, and Manchester's only about what, maybe a hour and a half, uh, west of Chattanooga. Is that about right? Yeah. About an hour from Chattanooga up 24. Yeah. So you're near the Ocoee and the, the mountains range still part of the East Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit on, on, you know, you, you have to, you have to look East to see it for sure. <laughs> but, uh, depending on where you're at in our County, we're in Coffee County. So we're about halfway between Nashville and Chattanooga. Yeah. And, um, you know, depending on where you're at in our county, um, you can see the see the plateau and see the mountain ranges there as, as you're looking off toward your east. But, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place. And, and so it's just a few hours away from here. Yeah, great. Well, and I'm glad that uh, you're here with uh, uh, your youth doing a, a summer camp week. And uh, I have opportunity that you've broken away just for a few minutes that so we can sit and talk a little bit about your ministry and and what you're doing with uh, your students right now. So tell me, you've been in, you said you've been in the youth ministry for how long? I've been in full-time ministry for about 13 years and uh, was part-time at a couple places before that. So total in student ministry, about 15 years. Well, I first met you at, uh, when you were at church in Johnson City. Correct. Yes. And uh, you had, uh, uh, you, you were active in Conclave. Yeah. 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 I've been going to Conclave for, gosh, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 years about I mean, I've not gone every year that I've been in Tennessee, but nearly every year. Yeah. yeah. Now you spend some time with, I noticed that you, we, we usually set up a booth in Conclave and with, with the camps and, and, uh, you, you'll spend some time right at that booth with the, uh, uh, Tennessee Baptist mission board and their youth, uh, section. 
And so you spend some time just socializing with some of the youth pastors, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Meeting, meeting student pastors across the state. Um, you know, again, since I'm not originally from Tennessee or whatever, it's a great way to meet other guys across the state. Great way to just connect with them, uh, see what's going on in their student ministry, hear about things that they're doing and, and, you know, just bounce ideas off each other and, and one, just to be able to encourage each other. Well, so. and that, that's what I like about you that, you know, I have noticed, and you may were talking about it earlier, just how uh, you you uh, have a relationship with, with other youth pastors that's, and you, you know them and, and you, you take a few minutes and just uh, see what's going on with them and share your heart. So that's important to encourage each other. In it. Well, it is. And, and, you know, a lot of times even in student ministry, you know, people can feel alone and, and sometimes, you know, in a church you can feel misunderstood or um, whatever. And so it's just great to hear, you know, to be around other student pastors, guys that love students, love um, being able to, uh, you know, invest in their lives and connect with them and, and pour our hearts out for, you know, middle school, high school, college students, whatever it is, and, and really work, you know, to point them to Christ. Yeah. Well, tell, Tim, tell me about your passion for ministry. Man, I just, uh, I, I think God's, gifted me to teach. I love, I love teaching. I love preparing for messages on, you know, Wednesday night, we have connection groups on Sunday morning. That's, Mm -hmm. that's our traditional Sunday school or whatever, what would be traditionally called Sunday school. Um, you know, we have, uh, age graded there, uh, for both middle school and high school and college. We have a Wednesday night student service. And so I, I love teaching there. I love getting the opportunity to teach on Sundays. We have Sunday night discipleship and that's been a, a successful thing. And so, um, you know, anytime I can be teaching students, you know, the word and, and one, I mean, it, it, it changes me, you know, I mean, I, I've never, uh, taught a message, never preached, never anything that what I haven't been changed or been challenged. And, right. and, you know, I love being able to, to prepare, to be able to invest and, and to equip others. Well, uh, I was talking to one of your youth leaders today and, and he was just bragging about you about how, uh, every week you have a sermon for, for the students. You know, I think that that's, um, not all churches do that. Not all youth pastors do that. Uh, some just do it, does some sort of uh, regular lesson, which there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, maybe some sort of book study uh, mm-hmm. that they'll actually have material and stuff. Uh, but but there is something about having a sermon for for the youth uh, at, once a week, you mm-hmm. know, and to be able to teach them. I mean, they're not any different than sitting in a worship service, but it's for them specifically. And, yeah. And there, there's something about that, isn't there? Well, it's it's the same word of God. You know, it, it changes all of us. Uh, my examples may be different. My application might look slightly different. But I prepare. You know, I, I do have the opportunity to preach on Sunday mornings, and you know, to the whole congregation. And really, I'm preparing no differently for that on Sunday morning than I am on Wednesday night. It's just maybe you know some of the examples or application or something like that might might look different. But, but yeah, I, I love having that opportunity and and. Uh, you know, don't take that lightly. Yeah. So. Now, do you tend to lean more of a topical type thing, or do you kind of gauge it where your students are, if where you're going, or, or do you are you doing a book study basically? All of the above. Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I'll we'll go through a book and and walk through it, um, and I not necessarily I may not hit every verse, but I'll you know I, you know hit the majority of it. Um, sometimes I'll do a topical study. Sometimes I'll do a series and that may take us to three or four different books, but they're all connecting. Maybe it's just something I'm seeing going on in the student ministry or hearing about. And so, um, I'll try to, you know, try to, uh, cover those just to help students out, whatever it might be. And so, yeah, really all of the above and, and from one semester to the next, it, 
keeps it fresh and new and it's different. And, and so, yeah, well now during this time, you know, the things have changed so much in the last few mm. months. Yes, they have. And, and so, you know, the, the typical question, uh, what do you see trending in youth, youth ministry is so different now. And so I just kind of want to get your take on that. What, what do you see? I mean, I know it's a guess for all of us, not that it was ever not a guess, right? but it's right. really a guess now where this is trending. What, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I, I wish I could say, man, I've I've got the answers to these, but I but I don't. I and um, I think based upon your context, a lot, you know, a, a church in a larger city context is going to be different than uh, the content. You know, Manchester's a, a town of about thirteen, fourteen thousand, somewhere in there. We're mm-hmm. in a county of about sixty thousand, so our context is different than in say Nashville or Knoxville or whatever. Um, uh, you know, or other cities across you know across the country. But yeah, even within that context, there's people who would have loved to have never stopped doing anything we were doing before right. all this. And then there are people who you know, I've lost a lot of leaders, not in, you know, just saying, hey, we're we're not comfortable with coming back yet. And that's that's OK. And, mm-hmm. and we're we're working through that. So um, the immediate trends are things, you know, people are a little anxious about how they should handle, you know, being in large groups of people. Mm-hmm. So we we did start back uh, in June doing you know we we'd plan to potentially do we do three services normally on a Sunday morning and we'd mm-hmm. plan to potentially do a fourth one if if the need arised and mm-hmm. and um, we've had people register for service where we were limiting our number and and meeting the CDC and and you know Governor Lee's um, you know the mandates that he put out and and so mm-hmm. you know in the short term. And our, our numbers are, are down considerably than what, you know, than what they are. We're still having a lot of people online. Right. Um, it's been a great thing from, from COVID is we're able to see, I mean, we're having a, we're having a lot more people watching online yeah. um, than what we were beforehand. So mm-hmm. man, I, one of the trends I think is it's going to be a, a new way. I mean, I, I know as a church, we're investing time and, and effort and going, okay, we need this to be first class all the time, not right. just under this pandemic. We need to, we need it to be better all the time and we're reaching people this way and we've had we've had people contact us and say hey we want to start coming to your church when we can and when things get back to normal and so you know as far as trends go i you know people you know they they want to be together Mm -hmm. and you know even though students weren't at school even though in in our context even though we weren't having church my students were getting together in small groups you know they were so I, I think a trend will be, you know, not necessarily away from the large group gatherings, you know, not in the near future, but I, I think we'll see more intimate mm-hmm. small group gatherings. I think we'll see more gatherings outside of the church building than maybe right. what we've seen. It's a good, good reason to say, oh, these five can get together in this neighborhood or whatever, which is no, you know, that's not nothing new. I mean, right. Small groups isn't anything new. I think this is just going to kind of help uh, invigorate that in, in our context where, you know, it's not like people have to drive 30 minutes or, or whatever. They're yeah. Now they're going to be more intentional about meeting in small groups yeah. outside of, of church. So. Well, and, and that may even change evangelism. Yeah, I, I think it will. Building those uh, relationships in those small groups, having one or two people come in that, that are not involved in the church. Uh, so it has potential. It, it does. And so we've, we've got to, you know, not, not see it as a global pandemic that's going to crush the church see this as an opportunity uh, you know to bring glory to Christ through this so right. well and and I know that uh uh we were relational people aren't we yeah absolutely and, and so you know to think that this would that that we would be all right to continue to do zoom yeah. uh, for forever 
uh, it's it's really wore on all of us. I oh think. yeah, and uh, I know for your youth, uh, so that's made an impact. Yeah, it was a challenge for us. I mean, like everybody, we started scrambling on okay, how can we meet? How can you know we have our our connection groups? And so we um, immediately set up Zoom accounts, and then we thought, how can we do this safely? And how can we not be putting out invites publicly? And so it, it was it was you know took us a few days to get things lined up to say. Um, how can we get permission from parents? How can I communicate this? And how can we do this in a safe manner? And and when we were able to do that, mm-hmm. um, we started using Zoom. And honestly, uh, we probably only had about a third of our students connect that way. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't it was successful within our church uh, within the adult classes. We didn't try Zoom classes within within any, within the children's ministry, but within student ministry uh, in our church, mm-hmm. you know, can't speak for everybody. It just it didn't last after about two weeks to three weeks of that our, our numbers I think we did it for eight Sundays in a row if I'm remembering right and our numbers went down every week yeah. and so the first week was the highest and it started out about a third of the attendance hmm. and you know you know students have that herd mentality as soon as they would <laughs> I mean this is kind of funny we there were me and a couple of leaders sitting on there and we see a student pop in and he sees that there's no other students on and immediately he you see his face you know pop off and he right. was he was out but um you know and i'm sending him texts going hey man what are you you know why are you dropping out you know we're just trying to get together and just wait there'll be others on and and you know the writing on the wall was it's just they were they were really wanting to be together right. and and they were getting together in some small groups and threes and fours and mm-hmm. good friends you know and so they just yeah, we're definitely relational people, and this is, has shown us that the importance of being together. That you know, social media is great, and we love connecting that way. But man, we we love to be face to face, and it's hard not to fist bump and high five and shake right. hands and hug necks and all. It's just, it's it's a different world for sure. Yeah. Well, now, how has this impacted you? I mean, I know that it's it's changed how you're doing ministry yourself. It's changed your your work week. Yeah. what you're doing, what you typically used to do. What's, has your stress level changed? Has it, has it went through the roof? Is it, you know, has it leveled out or has, what, what has this done to you? Well, I think it just added uh, another layer. It, it is a little bit more stressful because you, we weren't seeing people regularly. We weren't seeing them on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just added another level of another layer of communication that we needed to do. Right. Um, even just to get the word out about Zoom when we weren't connecting. And so uh, we felt like as a church, we shouldn't make it a public invite. Mm-hmm. You know, who would we be letting in? You know, and so that's why it just, all those things just added more layers of, of work to be able to try to connect when it was easier to connect the week before, right. you know. And so um, it, it did add stress. And then, of course, we were, um, you know, when the governor in Tennessee, when he, did the mandate. I don't remember close to the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we did not go into the office for the month of April. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just the, having the basic things in your office that you need to work and to right. prepare and files and all that. It's just, you know, even that just add another layer of this makes things more difficult. And right. so, you know, we worked as a staff to, to try to, you know, call people and connect with people and our, our deacons were doing a great job of that, but it just, it made it more difficult than normal. Sure. You know, so, Students are are dealing with different things now. Uh, they uh, and, and it's so different. It's just a polar opposite, I guess, because here they had the challenges at school, peer pressure, uh, all their friends, and suddenly it all kind of stopped. It's almost like they went to, into summer mode. So I, I'm sure that's changed some challenges that's going on in their lives. 
uh, what do you see as some challenges that your youth are facing right now that, that you may be uh, struggling with trying to meet those needs? Well, I think specifically within the last few months, you know, they're, they're dealing more with anxiety. Mm-hmm. They're dealing more with, with worry. They're dealing with loneliness and they, they deal with those things mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. but especially early on, man, they're, you know, their lives are very relational. They like to connect. They like to be together. They, they connect through social media, but it's just not the same. You know, they right. like being together, you know, and, and I think it just, it makes thinking about future plans within the midst of this time more difficult and, and just the, I, you know, the general stress, I think we put on students to, have that feeling like they need to have the rest of their life planned out at mm-hmm. 17 and they're making, you know, huge life choices. And so that's always, you know, a, a layer of difficulty on students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're on top of just the, the general normal peer pressure, yeah. um, that I, you know, I, I tell my students all the time, um, you know, I, I think life today that peer pressure is greater in some avenues than mm-hmm. what I faced when I was in high school. Yeah. And I, I think it's just a, a challenging time for them to live. And so that's mm-hmm. why we need to do all that we can to teach them God's word and, and, and you know, strengthen them to be able to, to walk the walk. Right. So. Well, my, my uh, kids, um, I thought maybe they would uh, uh, be ready to go back to school. And uh, at first, one of them said, yeah. And then after the longer we were out, both of them said, no, we'd like it to be home. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I I was telling my wife, I said, you know, they've got along better the the last few months than than they I remember they ever did. <laughs> yeah, before I guess they didn't. You know, they're their only friend. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but that's that's made a difference. That's helped. I could see our family has have grown closer together through this. Yeah, I tell you, I hope that's one of the things that trend from this because you know our our lives are a constant busy for mm-hmm. most people, and they schedule themselves so much that there's no downtime. There's no Mm -hmm. family time. There's no free time. I've heard so many families say we have loved having a family dinner together every night. And there's, I I think really we'll see one of the trends is, you know, the importance of family coming back. And, um, you know, I'd hope to, and I'm, I'm a sports guy. I love sports, love all that, but Mm -hmm. man, it, it just is different Mm -hmm. and it, seems to be overtaking more and more and more in the commitment level. And I, so I'm yeah. not going to hate on the athletes any more than I would. I mean, my, my band kids are right. gone to band competitions and band camp and they're, you know, it doesn't really matter what the extracurricular activity is. Right. It, it, they can really consume us if we're not careful. Oh, and so yeah. I think this time in one sense has just been great for us to have time together as a family. And we've loved having, you know, our, our three kids together and, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I learned in, in April, I'm like, man, I could never work from home because it's just, you know, it's always chaotic and kids bouncing yeah. around and, and, uh, you know, but it, it was great being at home and just right. having that time as a family. And so, yeah, it's funny cause we would go out, uh, we would go out to eat, you know, we, I, I get, I'm assuming most everybody did, you know, we go through the drive through we find a good parking place that we had a good view and we would just have a picnic in the car. Yeah. And so, you know, now that a restaurants are open, uh, we go to a restaurant. I'm thinking, why don't we just eat in the car? I, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 uh, and they all kind of say the same thing. So where are we going to eat in the car? I thought, well, that's kind of an odd question. Cause you know, but we've never done it before but yeah. besides this, but Hey, let's do it. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, well, it's definitely strange time and strange times and new, you know, new things will come from this. So, yeah. So tell me what's been successful in your ministry. Oh, what has been successful in my ministry? Well, I'll tell you, I've been uh, full-time at two different churches, and I've learned, um, even in my own experience, what's worked in one context hasn't worked in another. 
Um, the first context I was in that you mentioned earlier was Johnson City. That's a much larger city than Manchester. as a, a smaller church there. And, mm-hmm. and then Manchester is a much smaller county, a much smaller town, right. um, and, a, and a bigger church. And so different things have worked in different mm-hmm. different places. Um, and so even some of the events that I've done have worked one and not in the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in the midst of this pandemic, why am I still at camp? Because yeah. I, I think intentional time away mm-hmm. with students is always valuable. Right. It, it's, it's some of the most life-changing times. Um, and I love camp. I went to camp as a kid. I've been, you know, to all several different types of camps, mm-hmm. but, uh, love, I've always loved church camp, loved retreats, loved conferences, mm-hmm. love being where I can just get away from normal life to set aside, set aside intentional time to be with the Lord. And that's really, um, you know, we're up here, you know, of course, having the opportunity to, to help you guys out and do mm-hmm. some, do some projects here around camp. I know your summer has been, and you know, turned upside down as right. well with all the things you've had canceled on you and the things yeah. you guys have had to cancel. And, and that's just the world we're in right now. Yeah. Um, hoping to, to be able to reopen here in the fall and get things going again. And so we're, we're glad to be able to be here on this limited, you know, smaller number. We're the only church here now. And, yeah. and, you know, that's different. It's not like normal camp when there's right. 500, you know, I don't know how many, <laughs> what your total capacity is here, but you know, all the kids know, and it's just our group and we're here right. uh, serving, we're here having fun, we're here worshiping, learning. And so um, camp looks different this this particular uh, year. But mm-hmm. one thing, a huge success for us, um, and, and I'm, you know, our, my lead pastor, he, he would say, hey, look, I, I, first priority is week to week activities mm-hmm. as far as just the, the weekend things that take place all the time. You know, we try not to over event um, our, our church. Right. Um, we try to be intentional with the events that we plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to have a specific purpose that we're doing them. And so within that though, I, you know, I, whatever retreat conference camp that we're at, man, I, I'm a big proponent of those. Those have always been successful. We've had, uh, went to a, a, a conference this past winter, had seven students pray to receive Christ. Awesome. And it's just, yeah. you know, I, I think students know when they come on these trips, mm-hmm this is an intentional time. And a lot of them look forward to just being away, having, you know, being away from the distractions. I'm, I'm kind of that old school guy that doesn't always allow them to bring phones and yeah. technology. And, and, you know, they kind of gruff, you know, grumble at me a little bit about that. And, right. um, but then I've had them come back later and say, man, I just was such a relief to not have that phone for those three or four days and really be able to focus and, yeah. and really be able just to be intentional with each other. And, mm-hmm. and so, our time is to grow closer with the Lord, connect with each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, that's a, you know, what we do with our events is, you know, I, I do, I mean, I do have fun events and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, some of the highest attended, you know, any, anybody can put on a, a, you know, great fun party type thing, right. uh, sports night, whatever you want to do. And, um, those can be some of the highest attended nights that I have throughout the year. Yeah. But I still see that as, as a success because many of the guests, many of the friends that come, once they come in the door once and they kind of say, hey, this this place is cool, it's fun, and the people are nice, they seem to care about me, those are the guests that come back. And so this past year, you know, through the years, I've tried to do things to encourage students to invite guests, and some of them have worked and some of them haven't worked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I was doing a series, you know, kind of an evangelistic series on um, the students reaching their friends and I had, I was, it was titled reach your one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from that, 
uh, man, we had we had a number. You know, they were just sharing their faith. We had a number of students coming, and so that one, you know, I'd say, man, that was a huge success. Yeah. I wasn't really doing the, you know, I was encouraging them to do it, and they yeah. were going out and doing it. And it was, a, a, you know, I'd say it was a success. But other things I've tried haven't worked. You know, right. so I, I'm I'm not afraid to say, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's do it different next time. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, we have a discipleship on Sunday night, and and some semesters that's. It's strong. It goes well. We have high attendance and other semesters we don't. And I'm thinking, man, I, I'm not doing anything any differently. It's just, you know, sports seasons. I'm sure any student pastor can say, um, you know, I can watch our numbers mm-hmm. fluctuate based on the the sports season and the, the things that are going on in the year. And right. so, um, you know, our spring season is always impacted. Mm-hmm. Our spring semester is always impacted more by sports than than our fall semester is. And so, you know, I, we try to plan our schedule even accordingly to that, but yeah, so decide we've had successes within discipleship and, and within events, but also just within the consistency of week to week and within the consistency of, of depending on key leaders to be faithful, man, I've, I've, if I could say one thing, I've got great volunteers at, at, at first Manchester and we've got great leaders. I got people that love students and, and want to pour into them and invest in them, and and I couldn't have better leaders. And so, um, well, that and that's in, that's critical. Uh, if you were by yourself, it, it's hard because uh, there. If you got good volunteers that were willing to pour their hearts into the youth, and I can tell just by the group you have here, your leaders are just uh, you know they're very encouraging the students and brag about them too. I mean, not in front, just in front of them, but when they're not away from them. So that tells me something. Tells yeah. me. That they really have a heart for them, and those are the type of people that you want. Oh yeah, to, to help you. Yeah, for sure. We've got we've got great leaders here with us this week too, and and um, you know that volunteer base is is important. And and I've done I've done things through the years. You know, even even within the avenue of thinking about training leaders. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've done things to train leaders. I've I've taken leaders with me to conclave. I mean, that's you know again that's another topic. But I man, I go to conclave because mm-hmm. I need to be trained up. Yeah. I need to be equipped. I need to be challenged and and see how I can be developing myself, you know, and, and being able to invest in my leaders who are, who are helping me shoulder to shoulder invest in the students, you know? And so uh, I've taken leaders there to conclave with me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, we've got great leaders. And so that's definitely a, a key thing. And, and, you know, even thinking about that within this pandemic, I've, you know, I've lost some leaders during this that um, just, you know, because of health concerns, maybe they've had, health issues that are related specifically to COVID-19. And so they're, they've just said, Hey, I've got to step away for a time right? and I'll be back. And, and, you know, we can just be graciously thankful. They're willing to return when, when they feel comfortable to return. And so, yeah. you know, that even that's added an, another element of planning and, and, you know, you know, making sure I've got enough teachers and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So, sure. So, and I ask you about, you know, what the, is during this time been stressful for you? Well, tell me, just what in general, you know, what are some things that you challenge, you struggle with as being in the ministry all these years? You know, what is it that, and you don't have to tell us your deepest, darkest secrets, but right. you know, what's challenging for you? What's, what does, what's that struggle that you uh, struggle with just being a minister uh, and, and trying to minister to people? You know, probably one of the, my, my biggest struggles is, is over commitment in, in the sense, uh, and you know, and you're like, Oh, my, my biggest, you know, my biggest struggle is, is, you know, just when, you know, given a hundred percent, that's, I, I've got a, a personality that likes things to be done and to be done right. And I, man, I've got great leaders, like I've said, and I've trusted them, but I, I know 
I, I'm prone to to work too much, mm-hmm. and that's to have a good work ethic is a good quality. It's a great quality, and I and I've got that because my dad taught me that way. Right. But you know, my dad was a workaholic, mm-hmm. and he and he's taught me to be that way. Yeah. And that strength becomes a weakness when it when it goes you know uh, over the edge and and so I have to watch that for ministry mm-hmm. um you know and I and I'm still learning that 13 12 13 years in here in full-time ministry mm-hmm. um struggle with that early on over over committing to different things and and saying oh yeah I'll volunteer because I just want it done and I want it to be done right and well it's easier for me just to do it than to to train two other leaders and mm-hmm. and yeah just just realizing hey a, a weakness of mine is I need to not, you know, everything doesn't have to be done perfect. Everything doesn't have to be, you know, I don't have to do everything. I can, I can empower my leaders, hand that off, right. you know, delegate that out. And, and that's, that's an area that I've struggled with yeah. through, through the years. And, and so it, I'm still working on that. I got to make sure a, a healthy balance. So man, that's why I love this week, yeah. you know, having my family with me, yeah. you know, we're out there doing the climbing wall. I'm, my whole family's out there doing the climbing wall. We're all enjoying my, you know, watching, I loved watching my, my daughter, you know, going to beast mode and go to the top and then my eight year old do the same, you know, my eight year old son. So it's, it's great. I love doing that kind of stuff with my kids. And it's, and, and honestly, I, I think it, my, my students love um, watching us as a family right. and, you know, they don't, you know, we don't expect them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to love our kids, but they just do. And they, right. they like being around our kids and it'd be really easy for them to be like, well, this is a late year old dinner, yeah. but you know, they, you know, my son just thinks it's normal to be right. sitting there at a, at a table eating dinner with a group of juniors and seniors. And that's right. where he, you know, he thinks he should be. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I have to be careful to make sure right. I'm investing as much in my family being a, you know, my first role as, as a husband mm-hmm. and, you know, second role as, as being a father, um, that that's where my, my priority is. And, and third is the church. And, right. and, and I've, I've got that out of order before, yeah. and so I just have to be care- careful with that. Yeah, well, and it's easy to do. It really is, and and uh, I appreciate that that close relationship you have with your family and your students see that, and uh, they notice it. Yeah, and, and and they notice that that you care about them too. So you know that's the, that's the reason why, and you know that's the reason why they love your family. Yeah, is because they know you love them, and and you love them too. Yeah, and so that makes all the difference in the world. Well, thank you. Well, Tim, I appreciate you coming, just kind of sharing uh, what's going on at your church, and and especially during this time, it's so different for all of us, and and really your insight of what you see that possibly youth ministry may be going, and <clears throat> what you've been impacting yeah. at your church as well, and your passion for youth. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you. Us. Thank you for having me on. Uh, also, thank you for our listeners today to our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Tim or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us, send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.